0: Hi, I'm Craig, and I'm Linda, and this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com.
1: This week it's episode 257, and we're talking about northern Italy.
0: That's right, and we're especially talking about the cities that we just visited on our Indie Rail adventure. That is Florence, Padua, and Venice, and also mentioning the cities that we paused in, uh, Udine, Pisa, and Bologna.
1: That's right. Now, you may be aware that the Indie Rail trip finished some time ago now, but because of the problems that we had on the website with it going down for a few days, we uh, got a little bit behind. So apologies for the delay, but I'm sure you've been uh, waiting with bated breath for this excellent episode.
0: I hope people haven't been waited, waiting with a bated breath because <laughs> that sounds quite unethical and I'd be wondering what they were up to.
1: Bated breath, yes, with an okay, R. That's fine then. <laughs>
0: Well, before we uh, kick into talking about Florence, I want to say thanks to our sponsors, uh, acprail.com, who hooked us up with URL passes to get around.
1: Drome.nl, who organized us a little Drome device for connecting to the internet.
0: Urban Adventures, who organized day tours for us in various places, including in Venice.
1: And Go O, who organized us accommodation in Florence and also in Vienna.
0: Well, you can check out this and a whole load of stories at com slash rail, and that's where we'll be pulling together all of the stories about the trip.
1: We had such a great trip, and I think, well, certainly part of it was Northern Italy was wonderful. Italy tends to drive us mad for various reasons, mostly because it's Italy. It's lovely, it's wonderful, it's great, and then it's just maddening. Mm -hmm. But uh, this time we didn't get go crazy. So that was quite nice.
0: Yeah, it is. I think um, Italy is good for us in very small doses. Yes. I think. <laughs> But I think
1: actually having the drone saved us a lot of pain because mm. the last time we were in Italy, we were staying in Udine and we didn't have internet access. There was a connection at our hotel, but it was the slowest one I have ever used ever in my life anywhere in the world. And uh, the cafe that we went to that did have a good internet connection that we could connect to after giving them all of our information about, you know, My, identity, uh, uh, our passports, everything. Um, that decided after two days to stop working and being in Italy. They didn't get it fixed. So that was quite frustrating. I think I, I, the internet I, was just one symptom <laughs> of a grander problem.
0: I think one thing that sums up internet access in Italy is the fact that at um, our Florence Apartment, uh, speedtest.net said that our connection was in the top 25% of all internet connections in the country. So we had a ranking above 75%. And that sounds like it's going to be blazingly fast. But the speed was also on the bottom 40% of the world. So the, <laughs> one of the fastest <laughs> connections in the country was one of the slowest connections in the world. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's Frustrating. But it has improved a that. lot.
1: I mean internet access in Italy has improved infinitely since we were there two years ago. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like I was saying, having the the drone just to be able to connect casually if we needed to. Yeah. You know, that was amazing. W- w- without
0: having photo ID for their um their weird we're gonna track everything you do on the internet. Yeah, it was it was really handy. Um so, well, northern italy is just a fantastic place we've spent quite a bit of time there more in the north than in the south we'll We're, have to
1: go back and spend more time in the south i think we've never been I to napoli so.
0: yeah that's true it's true and i'd love to get back to uh to sicily and mount edna and yeah uh, you just <laughs> want to drink Nero tell the yeah. truth <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I just want to go to the wineries. Um, but let's begin in a place with, um, well, a few wineries of its own in the outlying regions, but uh, not that we got to any. Uh, Florence. There, there. <laughs>
1: Florence is an amazing city. We had been there once before a blazing trip. We were traveling from Assisi to, Vien- to Vienna, and uh, we had to take a day train from Assisi to Florence and a night train from Florence to Vienna. So we had, I think it was about... 12 hours in the, in the city. But unfortunately, it coincided with the uh, Rugby World Cup. It was one of the first games that was being played, but it was Italy versus New Zealand. So, of course, we had to see it. It was cultural. So, we found a, an Irish bar and, and watched the game after running around Florence just to try and see as much as we could. And then we kind of got stuck. We met some nice guys, and they were going to watch some more games, and we just watched games with them too. Yeah. So, we didn't see that much of Florence last time we were there. This time, we had four nights and it was great. Was it five nights? We had five nights. Yeah, I think so. We so we had a lot more time. We could see things, well, with a lot more leisure.
0: Yeah, and we also had a friend of ours from New Zealand come down and visit, uh, Julie. And so oh, she was like, I, a, well, I guess so. <laughs> that was uh, an added impetus to go and be tourists and go and see as much as we possibly could. Uh, while she just had this, this short period of time. And so yeah, I, th- I think we crushed it. We 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 did Florence. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's horrible, so much more to see. horrible terminology.
1: The thing about Florence, I think we arrived on a Sunday night and Julie also arrived on the Sunday and Florence is more or less closed on Monday. Most of the museums and galleries, certainly the public ones are all closed on Monday. Some of the private ones are open, uh, but that's not included in things like the Florence card that you can buy to give you entrance to a lot of the museums. So we had to plan our trip quite carefully because Julie was only going to be there on Monday and until, I think, about 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock on Tuesday. So we planned to go to see the Uffizi and uh, what was the other one that we went to see? The, the, the Academia. Yeah. Uh, so we were planning to go and see those on Tuesday. And so we had to plan our Monday what we were going to do. And we ended up de- doing a lot. We visited the cathedral, then we visited the Cathedral Museum, then we went out and headed to the, uh, the gardens on the other side of town, which was great, because even just after being in the cathedral and the cathedral museum, we were already starting to feel a bit overwhelmed, because <laughs> <laughs> there was so much to see. in and...
0: Yeah, and um, well, Florence was the, the home of the Medici family and was the capital of Italy, and it's just had so much wealth, so much scientific investment, so much artistic investment over a sustained period of time that um, it seems like every corner is decorated by a known artist. Yes. And then you go into the buildings and there are kilometers of hallways with marble busts, famous paintings. It's just Insane. And it was really It's given rise to this uh, thing called Florence Syndrome, which is this feeling of overwhelm um, because you're surrounded by so much and there's so much to see. So
1: much beauty, I think it is. And for me, I felt a bit overwhelmed because I thought, oh my goodness, look at all this art. Look at what people have done with their lives. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> but it was spectacular. Uh, I think it was really good to get out to the Boboli gardens in the afternoon just to escape from so much, I don't know, so much classical beauty. I mean, the gardens are amazing as well, but they're a bit more natural. However, in the gardens, there are lots of museums as well, including the Ceramics Museum, and, and I think there was a Costume Museum that we visited. We ended up just being in museums, even when we're trying to escape from them. But they were lovely.
0: Mm. Now, something that we had to uh, try eating there was the lampredotti, which is a type of, well... They call it meat. <laughs> it's tripe, isn't it? It's tripe, and yeah. it's cut in such a way that it that it looks like tripe. Looks like tripe. <laughs> it's meant to meant to look like an eel. Um, that's why it's called Uh We get lamprey, eel from it in in English, um, and so yeah. But it was not very eel-like. And on the day that we bought some, I was not feeling very well, and I didn't. It was fine.
1: It was tasty, especially if you put lots of uh, chilli sauce on it. It was very nice. But the other thing we did was we went to this hole in the wall sandwich place where you can choose what you want to put in your sandwich. It was quite well priced. I think it was about €4.50 and they just pile it up with stuff and I managed to spill uh, oil all over my trousers and destroy them. So that was
0: fun. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I remember.
1: Well, not quite destroy them. I've washed them about eight times now and the oil is pretty much gone.
0: So yeah, lots of lots of galleries and I guess the biggest advice is that if you're short on time but you've got a little bit more money, uh and you really do feel the need to uh to see the statue of David or go into the effizi.
1: Which is definitely worthwhile. I oh, mean yeah. I'd say the effizia over the academia if you have to choose just one. Mm. But they are both worth visiting.
0: Yeah, so there's these long queues for all of them, and if you want a queue jump, you've got two options. Um, one is to buy the Ferens card, which is kind of a a visit the city card. Um, it gives you access to public transport and most, but not all, of the uh, the galleries, and it also means that you can you can jump the queue. You can <laughs> just walk past all of the people that are lined up for half a kilometre along the side of the building and go straight up to the door where there's a, a second entrance uh, for people with these. Um, Friends card is something like 72 hours, eh? it's three days. Yeah, it's 72 um, hours. And, but you only get access to each thing once, so you can't... Most kind of, of the time, of there are some exceptions. Go into the aphesy on Monday and then go in again on Wednesday. Um But, yeah, it helps you skip the queues. The other thing you can do is, quite often at the ticket booths, you can also buy a reservation for an extra 5 or €10, and that will give you a set time to come back. And you come back at that time and walk past the big long queue again and uh, show your reservation card and go in the door. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a huge advantage if you're only there for a couple of days because these queues were serious and we were they there really were. on at low season. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I'd recommend the Friends card. It's €50 Euros, and as we said, it's for 72 hours. So if you are going to be in the city for four days, it could be what you need, especially if you're going to be staying not in the centre of things. If you're going to be taking public transport quite a bit, then it's probably worth your while. And even if you just visit three or four of the main attractions, I mean, I think the Uffizi and the Academia cost 11 or €12 Euros entrance plus an extra €2 two Euros to do your booking for the, the time that you wanted to enter. As soon as you've started doing that kind of thing, then it's worth getting the Forens card. It's one of the more expensive city cards that are around. I mean, if you compare it with the, um, the Dusseldorf card, which starts at €9. Euros a day. Uh, it's it's more expensive but the attractions that you're going to see cost more so it makes sense.
0: So Linda mentioned uh, if you're not staying in the city centre and that's uh, what we did. We used the tram to go backwards and forwards between our apartment rental each day and that was all fine um, except for the day that the ticket machine wasn't working and we had to kind of jump on the tram and free ride down to the next stop get off and go and buy a ticket well actually someone told us
1: someone had told us that we could buy tickets on the tram so we thought okay well we won't bother buying a ticket now we'll just hop on the tram and see if we can get one on there we couldn't so we got off at the next stop and bought the ticket we weren't exactly free riding we weren't planning (laughs) to (laughs) anyway
0: uh, and the apartment was lovely. Uh, booked through gowitho.com and it had a really nice garden. It had a, a terrace area, free use of the washing machine. And after a, a month or so on the road, it was definitely oh, a, yeah. uh, a helpful thing. We ended up putting almost everything we owned in there and, uh, and getting it all washed.
1: It was great. And, and I really loved the kitchen. It was kind of hidden away in this big cupboard that just looked like a wardrobe and then you opened the doors and there was a, a, st- a two burner stove and a little tiny fridge and it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant
0: <laughs> we'll link to that in the uh the show notes and also on the Indie Rail page uh so you can find that apartment yourself um well what else happened in Florence I guess we should mention that we uh we met up with some bloggers there one night they came over to our place for drinks and yeah, then we really cool. went out into the town and had a few more drinks uh, that was Sean and Erica from Over Yonder Lust, Randy and Beth yeah. from Beers and Beans, and Juno and Steve from Runaway Juno. It was great to see all of them. Yeah, but and we
1: th- a- and actually managed to meet up with some of them later on in uh, London. Yeah. We were over there for World Travel Market. So, Absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, we should move on. Um, and, well, let's jump through some of the places we just went for a day. One of the big advantages of traveling by your rail pass is you can just go somewhere that looks interesting along the way, hop off for a couple of hours and go jump back on the train. So we did that um, a few times.
1: Yeah, actually on arrival in the in the country, we were looking for somewhere to eat and we were planning to eat at the border town we were crossing from Slovenia into Italy, but there was just nowhere to eat, it was just nothing. So we decided to go to Udine, uh, which was on the way, but we just got off the train and had a bit of a wander around, found a nice pizza place and had, had pizza. And it was great. We've spent quite a lot of time in Udine, because when we were working for English in Action, we quite often often went there. And it's just a lovely town. I really like it. I love the river. It's this little kind of canal river, but it's got such a beautiful colour because it's glacial. So nice.
0: Yeah, um... And so we didn't do any of the, the pretty stuff. It's got these amazing plazas and galleries and some nice old medieval ruins. But we didn't do any of that. We uh, we, we just really kept did just going. so much. Yeah. Um, we also stopped in Pisa for a few hours. That was on our way out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> a few hours is enough to to see the stuff that you want to see, but That's not right. to actually do anything. So what we did was... From the train station we followed signs to the tourist information office, about a five minute walk. And then we picked up a map and said, Okay, I'm sure you've heard this before. We want to go and uh, see a few things in an hour or so and then get back on the train. So she pointed us in the right direction and we walked for about 20 minutes, half an hour through the city, uh, stopping in some nice plazas, going down some nice little streets until we got to the Plaza of Miracles, which is where the cathedral is and the baptistry and the, the leaning tower.
1: Yes, and one of the best things about visiting the Leaning Tower of Pisa is watching the tourists take those terrible photos with, you know, holding it up. That was quite amusing.
0: Yeah, it's quite funny. There's about maybe 300 meters where you can get the angle that you need. Mm-hmm. And so there's just this row of people all trying to stay out of each other's photos. Um holding it up on slightly different angles and people with cameras like weaving backwards and forwards <laughs> to get the angle right and and take the shot so that was uh that was quite enjoyable was <laughs> watching that uh, but it's a beautiful place isn't it mm-hmm. I was really quite surprised I thought it was you know a, a nice gimmick but uh it's a really nice beautiful tower. beautiful buildings
1: yeah and it's not just about the tower I mean it's a whole complex with similar architectural style I really enjoyed it we decided to catch a bus back to the train station, which was a good idea, except for that when we were on the train heading out of town, I was looking at the map. We stopped at the next, the next train station, which was I don't know, like three or four minutes down the down the rails, and I noticed that this train station was quite near the Plaza of Miracles, <laughs> yep. and we could have not, we could have just walked for five minutes to get to that train station and catch the train on, yeah, rather, rather than, than <laughs> catch the bus all the <laughs> way back. Ten minute bus
0: back. But uh, the city is very walkable, and if you uh, do have the opportunity just to, to walk through, it was worth seeing it. I mean, that was the only thing we really wanted to do there. But uh, saying that, I mean, it's a university city, and so I'm sure that the, uh, the nightlife and, and art scene will be quite quite vibrant.
1: I think every even small town in Italy has quite a lot going on. Italy is a really good place to hang out. We didn't have time to hang out in Pisa, but I'm sure you'll find a lot to do there.
0: Uh, The other city we just uh, paused in for a few hours was Bologna Um, and well, I don't even know that we had a few hours, it was maybe an hour and a half Um, We didn't
1: have much time at all, we could have spent more time there but we had been to Bologna before so we just wanted to wander around a little bit, catch the atmosphere The city centre is a bit far away from the train station We knew that beforehand but we decided to walk into town anyway I think catching a bus would have been wiser because it was quite a long walk and our bags were a bit heavy. Mm. And uh, the way that we took wasn't very exciting. So as you come out of the train station, there is a bus stop and lots of buses there waiting. You can catch a bus right into the city from there. We just wandered in, wandered around, took some photos and then came back a different way.
0: Yeah, we went to some of the main plazas, like the Plaza of Neptune, and we went and saw the uh, the two towers and... There was a leaning tower there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, went through some little markets and, yeah, yeah. past the university. So
1: it was... Walking back was definitely a good idea, but walking there was a bit boring.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I think that's part of the route we took and, <laughs> you know, all of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's a, it's a nice city to wander in, um, but it's definitely a city that you can spend a lot longer in as well. Mm. Um, there's, there's quite a lot of stuff to do there.
1: Another Um, city that you can definitely spend a lot of time in is Padua, which was surprising for us because it wasn't on our itinerary at all. We just chose it because it was close to Venice and we'd arranged to do a tour in Venice and didn't really want to stay there.
0: Yeah, we were planning on staying in Venice and as we got closer and closer to the time, we were like, well, you know, we've been there twice before and it would be kind of nice to go somewhere else. And yeah, the, the closer we got, the less kind of excited we were about it. So we started looking further afield and kind of randomly ended up in Padova.
1: And oh my goodness, we had three nights there and I think we could have spent easily spent a week. I don't feel like we even scratched the surface. No, not at all. But we did see quite a lot of it. We were couch surfing with a, a woman called Laura, who's who's from there. Uh, she's a naturalist and she has three or four gardens. Well, she has two allotments. She has one right near her house and another one near her parents' house. And she took us to both and we harvested some, some vegetables, which we then had for dinner. Uh, we went hiking and collected chestnuts and uh, it was amazing. It was a very natural experience.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, going hiking outside of the city meant that we well missed some of the time in the city, and missed some of the traditional must-see things. Um, the I'm trying to remember the we went to the Prato. There's a Prato della Valle, uh, which yeah, it's a is... big
1: square. That isn't a square. It's kind of an oval. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's surrounded by seven to two. Statues of famous men, which yep. is pretty amazing, and not
0: one woman. Not
1: one woman. That was, happy. No,
0: that was tragic. No. Um, and so that was really pretty. Um, but some of the stuff we didn't get to was the basilica. We oh no, we, we did basilica. go to the basilica. No, what we end. didn't
1: visit was the um, the chapel.
0: That's right the the sanctuary its mm-hmm. uh, famous paintings yeah. um the basilica of saint anthony was yeah, now that i think back on it really something else uh it's got that whole catholic thing of keeping relics so keeping bits of skin or bone that's believed to be from the saints oh, that's right and there was this room that. that was <laughs> a room that was just full of, of these relics, bits of bits, bits of, of bone. Bits of bone and jawbone and a cloak <laughs> and all held in precious metals, like These very, special, very intricate display yeah, things. Yeah. Oh man. It it's was so gross. It was amazing. And then um the the church itself is just full of beautiful paintings and um the the sense of of scale and grandeur mm. was something else.
1: It was amazing. Yeah, so we missed the chapel that's fam- that part of it is famous for. And we also didn't see the Roman amphitheater. I don't know how we managed to miss that. Mm,
0: we walked past it several times, mm-hmm. but um, just didn't find the time to, to get inside there. Yeah. So, but it's
1: okay. We'll just have to go back.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's again, part of us got a, a visitor's card that we looked into. Um, and it would have been worth it if we had gone to all of the... Um, the kind of sightseeing-y places, Mm -hmm. but because we were going out hiking and spending time at the edge of town, it didn't make sense.
1: That's right. All right, well, let's move on to Venice, which was, well, one of our shortest stops, actually, of of the trip. We were only there for about 12 hours, but Venice is Venice, right? Venice is amazing. If you go to Italy, you really do have to visit Venice. It's one of those once-in-a-lifetime places, or twice if you really love it. Uh, we were just there to do the Urban Adventures uh, tapas tour.
0: Yeah, Chichetti. Ciceti, yeah. <laughs> right. wrong, wrong country, Linda. Wrong
1: country. Well, basically it was a food tour. So every time we've been to Venice before, just twice, we spent too much on food or too much on restaurants, and we didn't end up having that nice food, and we paid too much for drinks, and it was very frustrating. So when we heard about this um of Venice tour with Urban Adventures, we were like, yes, that is the tour we want to do. And that's the tour that everyone else wants to do as well. It's very, very popular. It's always sold out. There's a maximum of 12 people on the tours, though, so it's not too not too bad. Well, uh, we started the tour at about 5.30, and we arrived at about 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. So we spent the intervening time just wandering around the city. It's a really good city for wandering around mm. because it's easy to get lost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very easy to get lost. But it's um, also –
1: there's lots of signs. I mean, there are signs yeah. from the train station to uh, St. Mark's Square, which is – you know, one of the, the biggest things to see, the Rialto Bridge, and just follow the signs and you're pretty okay.
0: It's a town that's just so safe to wander around. I mean, you can go anywhere and not have any fear at yeah. any time of day or night. And uh, part of that is because the actual community, the people that live there, they're so few of them. Mm-hmm. What is it, um, 60,000 or something? Yeah, I think the stats what we got told was yeah, 60,000 people actually live there, but mm-hmm. they have tens of millions of tourists each year. That's right. Which is ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Well, so this tour that we did was magic. We started at 5.30 and our guide took us around five different bars where we had chicheti, which is a type of tapas, similar to tapas, little snacks, and uh, a drink in each place. And she told us a bit of the history, a bit of uh, stories about the the food that we were eating. And it was great. Mm. Really tasty. Really nice. And she also pointed out places along the way where we could go back to if we were staying in Venice to um, to not get ripped off. (laughs) Have good food at cheap prices. Places that locals went to. Which is what you want to know when you're traveling somewhere. You want to know where do the locals eat. And this was exactly what she was doing. Telling us about that.
0: That was a good way to see a side of the city that you don't normally see it wasn't the the kind of uh, main sights tour of uh, the Bridge of Sighs and St Mark's Square. Uh, it was one that took us through some of the the smallest streets, the lesser known areas. Um, but also, we finished up just meters away from the Rialto Bridge. Yeah, and it was so very
1: central. That just
0: just yeah. a a street or two off the main boulevards, yeah. and that's what made it so special because it wasn't far, far away and difficult to get to. Um, it was just off where you'd normally go anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend it because Venice is not a cheap place.
1: No, it isn't. And well, the food is one thing that's expensive. The cover charges are very expensive and accommodation isn't that cheap either. Uh, It can be difficult to find somewhere affordable to stay in Venice, which is why we ended up, one of the reasons why we ended up staying in Padova, It was only a, well, it was between 30 and 50 minutes depending on what train you caught and only 350. So if you're, doing, if you're looking into accommodation and you're happy to stay outside of Venice, you could save quite a lot of money just by spending time rather than money.
0: Those were the northern Italian towns and cities that we visited on, uh, on Indy Rail. Um Padua, Venice, Bologna, Pisa, Udine and Florence. What would be your... If someone was coming to Italy and could only go to one of those places... Which one would you recommend?
1: Oh, that's not nice. That is not a nice question at all.
0: What 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 are you choosing between?
1: I would probably say Venice. I mean, Venice is one of those places that is just quite magical, but I wouldn't stay there. So, <laughs> I'd have to have two. What about you?
0: Uh, I would probably go with trip of trip of the lifetime. Only one visit. I'd probably go with Venice as well. Um, it oh, would be okay to spend there if you're, um, if you're happy to, to spend the money. Um, if your idea of budget is like €100 Euros a night, then that's fine. If your idea of budget is 15 to €20 Euros a night, you it's just, not gonna you just yeah, you can't do it. Um, we did
1: manage to do it. We paid €20 Euros per person staying in a private apartment. Mm. It was uh, €60 Euros for, for a room with three beds. Uh, But that involved getting our friend Who spoke Italian to call up And make the booking for us They do exist But you have to do quite a lot of digging Yeah, yeah
0: Um, And yeah, if you don't speak Italian You're going to struggle to find those Kind of local private apartments Um, I would definitely go back to Florence Um, But yeah, I think if, If I could only go to one place once in my life It would probably be Venice And mainly because of its kind of huge standing and cultural references mm-hmm. and all of that It's it's got all that weight um, but yeah I found Florence really interesting I would have loved to have spent more time there and dig into the history a bit and read some of those stories of the the Medici's mm-hmm. and uh, all the court intrigue and, and power struggles that that seemed really interesting to me.
1: It's interesting I feel that way about Padua because. I feel like we just didn't do it justice by only giving it. Well, we only gave it one full day. Really, we were there for three nights, but we, you know, we went hiking one day, went to Venice one day. So I'd quite like to go back there and explore more of it.
0: Mm. Now, as you can tell from the fact that the trip from Padova to Venice is only three euros fifty, uh, train travel in Italy tends to be very cheap, uh, not very fast and not very regular. But the <laughs> the local trains are are very cost efficient definitely. and because of that if you're traveling with a Eurail pass most of the time unless you're doing really long legs um it's cheaper to buy point to point so you can save up those even travel day. days yeah. yeah yeah even just walking up and paying for it on the day uh, so it's cheaper to buy point to point you can save up your travel days for traveling in in Switzerland or Germany or Austria yeah
1: that's what we'd definitely recommend if you're thinking about traveling with a Eurail pass do it Eurail passes are great But I'd recommend getting a 15-day or a 10-day pass that you can use within two months and use those on days where train travel is going to be expensive. And that isn't going to be the case in Italy. Unless, of course, you're doing a big trip from the top of the country to the bottom. Then it might be worthwhile. Uh, But it really depends. With some of the longer trips, you need to buy a a reservation. So that might offset the savings. Uh, What we quite often did while we were in Italy was take the, the regional trains, which didn't require a reservation, rather than take um, a, a long-distance train that did require one. We could have used our URL pass uh, with those those trains and saved a bit of time, but we wouldn't have saved any money.
0: So, yeah, if you've got any questions about uh, northern Italy or the rest of the country, you can drop by IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Europe and uh, connect to the Italy page there or ask us questions on the forum or Facebook.com slash As always, we're happy to uh, answer whatever questions you've got.
1: Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.